Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find our full show archive for free on the website and, of course, links to any radio or podcast player that you choose to listen to the shows that you listen to on. You can also search The Secret Teachings on any of those players independently. There's an RSS feed on the website. You can copy and paste. Try to put everything on the website to make it easy to find and access the show. Otherwise, if you're a subscriber to the ad-free version of the show, plus a lot of other perks like digital copies of my books, you can resubscribe on our website or go to aftermath.media and subscribe to not only The Secret Teachings, but also to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. And that show airs right before this show. So I assume that most of you are coming over from Ground Zero tonight. And I welcome you to the broadcast a little bit later than normal on Friday nights because of the after show. But tonight, we still have a full two-hour broadcast. And it is kind of a part two of what we did last night. Last night, we talked about David Wilcock blocking. And what that is, is when someone prevents real conversation and real debate by making up stories for profit. And you don't have to just be David Wilcock to make up stories for profit. There are plenty of other lords of the lies, plenty of other grifters, plenty of other con artists and frauds that do this for a living. Or they do it for an ego, or they do it for both, or they do it for those things and other things. It is now completely inescapable that people like Corey Good are so full of nonsense and BS. It is so inescapable that Corey Good, the cosmic con man, has lied about all of the things that he had said about his trips to space, about his bluebird friends, about his PTSD being caused by alien battles. Not only did he lie about these things, which he admitted in a legal deposition, we'll play some of that for you tonight, but he wanted to trademark his imaginary friends, literally. He wanted to trademark his imaginary friends, so you had to pay him to have any kind of contact or communication with them. Corey Good filed suit against a handful of people because they questioned his lies, they poked fun at him, and I think, I, I, I would say that Corey Good has done more to demean, degrade, and disgrace anyone interested in UFOs, aliens, the paranormal, conspiracies, etc. He's done more than anybody else, perhaps than, uh, with the exception of David Wilcock, uh, to uh, demean and degrade and disgrace people that are interested in these things, which is, as I defined last night, David Wilcock blocking preventing us from having real conversations, real debates, preventing us from figuring out what is quote-unquote true. You know, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people that claim they're psychic, a lot of people that claim that they're mediums. But you know the big difference between a real psychic, a real medium, and a Corey Good or David Wilcock? Corey Good doesn't claim he's a medium nor does he claim he's a psychic. I want, to, I want to make that clear. But there's a difference between people who are real, 
who have actually experienced something and people that just want to profit off of a story. The difference is the people that actually experience something, people that are, and, and this goes, this is across the board for pretty much, I mean, even the most hot political subject, uh, whether you're trans or you're someone who has uh, had an experience with UFOs or maybe you, like myself, you've seen the hat man on more than one occasion. People that experience these things are people that have identities that are extremely outside of the norm. They tend to be quiet about them. They certainly don't brag about them and they don't try to profit off of them. Or at least they don't try to make excessive profits off of them. And that is what these scumbags do. And not only do they do that, but they also damage the reputation of other people who have had legitimate experiences, who have had uh, legitimate encounters perhaps with something otherworldly. And that's the big problem I have is that not only are they ripping people off financially, but also emotionally. Telling people stories, because like, you know, like, like I know, I, I've seen the hat man, right? So that's an example I give. I've seen the hat man. And I could sit here and I could try to elaborate on that story and try to get you to pay me money because maybe the hat man touched me. He, he abused me, which is what these guys always do. Corey Good was abused as a child. David Wilcock was abused as a child. He wears the glove on his left hand. Corey Good does to make you know that let you know that he's he's in pain. He's suffering. Feel sorry for him. We played last night. David Wilcock saying that when he left home to go to college, he had to take a train from New York to Colorado, and that train ride was traumatizing to him. He just he couldn't he just couldn't deal with it. It was so traumatizing. And as he's saying that, people are giving him money in the chat. These are predators in the clothing of prey. Because they want you to feel comfortable. They also want you to feel bad. And like they're being threatened. Like Emory Smith used to wear the bulletproof vest on top of his on top of his suit. Why would you do that? Why not wear it under the suit? Because it's all for show. It's all imaginary. It's a big game of live action role play. They're LARPers or LARPing. They are live action role playing science fiction stories. Live action role playing episodes of Star Trek. Stargate. Um, Star Wars movies. I mean, there was the 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 one interview uh, between I think it was David Wilcock and Emory Smith, where David Wilcock's asking him about what 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 do the the the, uh, the doors look like in these underground bases? How do the doors operate? Totally scripted softball question. And Emory Smith responds and says they make kind of like like a whooshing sound, you know, something like maybe Star Trek. No, not something like Star Trek. You mean Star Trek? That's what it is. They just take things from movies. They take things from TV shows. I mean, David Wilcock was explaining last night basically how he wants to build this. He wants to build a city now outside of Niagara Falls, New York. And he wants to he wants to have, uh, you know, nice places for people to live and good paying jobs. And he's basically describing the uh, <laughs> the plot of Milton Hershey's life and how Milton Hershey built this city and he had good paying jobs. And even when people were struggling economically. He still paid his employees well. He had good good accommodations. You know, and, and he's just literally taking a story from the food that built America, I think, and he's he's turning it into instead of making chocolate, he's going to make uh, hover cars that are made out of volcanic basalt that are put through a three D printer that he needs you to pay for because he's already invested all of his own money and uh, he doesn't he doesn't have much money left. He said he's down to his last three thousand dollars. But somehow he can afford this multi, 
or at least a singular uh, million-dollar mansion in Colorado, plus all of the other things that he has, which if you got money, great. I don't have an issue with money, but when you get it um, unethically and immorally, that's when I have an issue, and especially when you get it from people that are vulnerable. I mean, people that have had real experiences with UFOs or traumatic experiences with, say, spirits, whatever. Uh, you know, demons, monsters, aliens, I, I don't know, whatever you see, whatever you perceive to exist, a lot of it's just in the, in the, in the mind, but whatever it is you project, what you, you've had those experiences, you, you're vulnerable, especially, I mean, even myself, I'm vulnerable, especially in, um, in a world where most people don't believe in those things, or if they do believe in those things, it's uh, a belief that is confined by their religious uh, practice. So, People tend to be very biased and very subjective in how they respond to someone who has an experience like that. Uh, and people like Corey Good and David Wilcock and others, they exploit those experiences to make profit. And they know that people are vulnerable and they take advantage of them. And that is wrong. Now, Corey Good, uh, back in late 2022, because of the lawsuit that he filed, he is being interviewed, part of this uh, this multi-hour six hour plus deposition and they're going over all these the attorney's going over all these things with him trying to get information from him uh to know exactly what he knows and what his intentions are and trying to you know, basically examine the, the the basis for this for this case and because this attorney represented the the defendants in the case and Corey good in this multi-hour deposition admits that he's never been to space he admits that his blue avian chicken friends were made up. They're his avatars in his head. You can't interact with them. And if you do, you can't write about it or profit from it because they're his creation. He created them. Uh, and then so he admits that the blue avians aren't real. It's imaginary. You have to pay to talk to his imaginary friends. He admits that when he's talking about Dark Fleet, this Nazi group in space, they're not real. That's fictitious. Uh, he admits that uh, that he cheated on his wife, which, you know, isn't necessarily my business. But uh, the in, in the deposition, he didn't understand that as a manager, uh, he was in a position of power and he slept with one of his employees. And this is the guy who's supposed to be bringing you the truth and love and light. And he cheats on his wife, just like, uh, you know, well, some others in the industry as well. How do you how can you believe these people? I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but how can you believe people that cheat on their wives, make up stories about imaginary friends and try to trademark them, lie about the most simplest things and the most extra, extravagant, extraordinary things like I was I was in space. I went to the moon. And then when he's asked in a deposition, did you go to space? No, I didn't go to space. So the whole thing's made up then. Just tell us that it's made up. Tell us that it's a story and maybe people will buy it and people like myself will back off and we don't have any issue you selling a story that's fiction. I have an issue you selling a story that's fiction that you tell people is real or you try to back off of it once you get into a legal situation and say, well, some of it's real, some of it's fictitious. I dramatized my account, which also doesn't make any sense because when like like, for example, I, I look at Kathy O'Brien as an example. She wrote Transformation of America. She's never changed her story about what happened to her. It's it's always been consistent. If you read the book, uh, the, the book is very specific. It gives names, uh, the things that she went through, the things that she experienced. And it's she hasn't changed that story. And she keeps telling that same story. Corey Good, David Wilcock, these guys change their story on a weekly basis. 
because they watch the money counter. And if the, if the numbers start to go down, they change their tune. Just like Jordan Sather. Jordan Sather did the same crap. He started to get away from QAnon. And then he he comes back and said, well, oh, people are interested in QAnon, so I'm, I'm getting access to this information again. Just like David Wilcock. He says Trump's going to be the president again. He's going to be reinstalled. Biden's going to be removed. Doesn't happen. So instead of addressing that, here comes the Archangel Michael back into his life to communicate with him and tell him all these prophecies that he can put down in a book and make money from. I mean, these people are, they are the lowest of the low. I mean, they exploit everything from naive, vulnerable, uh, emotionally traumatized, maybe even physically traumatized they, they, uh, people. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying if you follow Corey or David Woodcock, you're, you're traumatized or you're naive, but a lot of people are naive. And there are certainly a lot of people interested in UFOs and things like that who are looking for answers. Uh, they're looking for meaning and purpose. And David Wilcock and Corey Good are kind of the equivalent of like acid uh, in the 60s and the 70s. These, these guys, like you got the hippie movement, they're looking for purpose and meaning. And that's what most people are doing in life. They're looking for purpose and meaning. And here's a bunch of drugs that'll connect you with source. Here's a bunch of fake stories about aliens that'll connect you with source. They're like, they're drugs. And, and I, I would assume that they're being pushed. These drugs are being pushed by the algorithms. These drugs are being pushed by the intelligence agencies. It benefits them to have people like David Wilcock and Corey Good telling you these nonsensical fabricated stories. And yet you look at the, the leaker of the Pentagon documents this week. I'm sure you've heard about this. Uh, the leaker of the Pentagon documents this week is probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life. They're going to bury him under the jail for leaking classified uh, military, what was it like battle plans and things like that, I read. That's what happens to a real leaker. That's what happens to, I wouldn't say he's a whistleblower, but that's what happens to a real leaker because there are whistleblower protections. This guy just leaked the, the info. There are, uh, you know, really bad things that happen to people like that. You saw what happened to Edward Snowden. You saw what happened to Bradley slash Chelsea Manning. And they were doing the right thing. All these insiders and all these people that brief these guys like David Wilcock and Corey Good, they just seem to die of old age they just seem to disappear uh, off the map when they're not profitable anymore. None of them go to jail. You don't think the government could monitor if someone was giving that kind of information to some clown on YouTube? It's a joke. I mean, look at how people like Alex Jones have been deplatformed from social media and from uh, 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 podcast apps, etc. But they can't do that to David Wilcock. He's still active everywhere. If they wanted to get rid of you, they would get rid of you. And when you have technical problems because you don't plug your 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 uh, uh, wiring in right before you do a YouTube video, that's not the government coming after you. Although you know, gang stalking is a real thing. Uh, you know, harassment online is a real thing. But these people define harassment and gang stalking as someone in the chat room asking them for proof of what they're saying. I mean, Corey Good, my God, says that if you question what he says, his entire his story, you're working with dark forces because he's so self-important. He is so um, he's so much more intelligent and wise and has all these connections to the divine. How dare you question him? I mean, it, it borderlines on like a on like a messiah complex almost for this guy. Totally delusional, totally disconnected from reality. We're going to play a little bit of his deposition here. Then we have my good friend and co-host, 
Mike D. Coming up on the show, we're going to spend 90 minutes going through the David Wilcock Archangel video, a very brief recap of last night, and then into some new stuff from that video. And then we will go into playing some of the Corey Good deposition. But we're going to start now with some of that deposition before the first break. We're only going to have one break tonight, and then we'll come back with Mike. So this is part of the deposition, part three, uh, Corey Good's PTSD and uh, his communication with Anshar. And the PTSD, that's from, <clears throat> some of that's from fighting in wars with the aliens, is that right? No, it's from a traumatic childhood. Okay. You didn't claim that in your lectures? That it was, some of that was from fighting with aliens? Never. Okay. With, yeah, the PTSD, I never publicly described why I had it, but to people that I worked with, I had told them what the PTSD was from. Didn't you claim that you were speaking with Anshar at some point in time? Yeah, that's uh, when I meditate, those are my guides. Okay, and who? And that's a future species living inside the Earth? Yes. And you communicate with them on a regular basis? Yeah, and it's also a part of my IP. And okay, so I don't know if you caught that, but this is a future species living under the Earth, and they're part of his IP. And the PTSD, that's from, <clears throat> some of that's from fighting. So th th think about that for a second. No, it's from a Plenty of people have guides, or plenty of people maybe try to channel things. You didn't claim that in your life. And it could be their higher self. It could be anything. Uh, this man says that his guides are not just spirits. They're a species from the future living inside the earth. And you're like, wow, that's, that's incredible that they're guiding you. And then he says, but they're part of my IP, my intellectual property, meaning he completely made them up. And you could, you, I mean, you're imagining you could make up that you have guides or spirit friends or whatever. But once again, why do they have to be a future species living in the earth? Why can't they just be spirits? I mean, if you're talking with something or communicating with something or interacting with something that's beyond the physical, I mean, how... How can you how can you have a uh, a linear form of time involved in that? It's beyond the physical world. It's beyond time, but there are future species giving you information. So whatever they tell you, it has to be true because they're living in the future. It, it's just it's a made up scam. It's just a con. Let's see, Anshar. Wait, just answer my question. It's in my franchise Bible. I, I don't, it I is don't... my creation. I'm a content creator. Understand? Whether I have my life stories mixed with some uh, drama, which I've always made public as well, and in this book. Do you remember my question? Do you have my question in mind? You, you should yeah. see how angry this guy question? is. The, Ansh tra the Anshar are a creation. It's not my question. My question is, can anyone else communicate to Anshar? To something uh, I created? Other than through you. That's something I created? That's something I trademarked? That, that's part of my trademark? No. Okay, so the only people who can communicate to Anchar are you, correct? It's a part of my meditative process. Okay. If someone wants to create up a meditative process where 
they're talking to the Anshar. There's nothing that stops that, and they will believe it, and it will allow them in their higher self to connect. It's a tool. So they could, so someone else could connect to Anshar as well and have an experience with Anshar as well. If yeah, if they imagined it so, but if they decided to go out and do a television show about it or write a book about it, they might have a problem. But can't they have? Because Dave, they write about Dave Wilcott experience? and Corey Good are going to come sue them their own experience with something i mean okay he he so he i mean you're listening to this that's a part three of the deposition he made it up okay anchor is not a real thing okay it's not it's okay to have spirit guides it's okay to have you know uh you know uh, being in contact with your being in contact with your higher self it's another thing to say that your spirit guides are a future species living in the earth that give you information that you tell people but then you admit in the deposition you made it up it's fictitious you imagined it they're your avatars nobody else can interact with them and if they do they're delusional i mean this guy is the biggest piece of trash on the internet this is one of the biggest pieces of trash you'll ever meet at a conference one of the biggest pieces of trash who has done more to demean and degrade and disgrace and just make anybody interested in these subjects look like a complete fool. He, he cheats on his wife. He drinks alcohol excessively. I'm sure he does drugs because you have to to make up half the stuff that this guy says and admits that it's all fake in the deposition and then goes and makes videos about how he didn't actually mean that. He's still getting updates. I mean, if you give this guy money, <laughs> my God, my God. If you gave this guy money, you should, you should, we should be suing him to get the money back at this point. That's what we should be doing. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. A very quick break, and then we'll come back into the show with Mike D. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this. The Blue Chicken Caper. It's only going to get more ridiculous tonight. prophecies telling us that the world will be transformed. He makes all this stuff up and claims that it's all true. The aliens want to eat us. Be careful that they don't get you. It's a wacky world of Wilcox. We're making movies real. It's a wacky world of Wilcox. How much money can you see? It's a wacky He's going for a record, folks. How much money can he steal? This is where if I have a live audience, I get everybody to hug each other. I say, give your neighbor a handshake. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. This is the wacky world of Wilcock from Stephen Cambion's Truth Seekers. Maybe you need 25,000 more years. I don't know, buddy. But look, this is really compelling information. And it's going to get a lot more intense. Uh, it's coming up in a couple days here on Sunday. So if you haven't already signed up, when you've reopened the cart, you still have the payment plan in place. No refunds allowed. There are no refunds allowed in the cosmic 
Disclosure Cosmic Con Cosmic Scam Game. No refunds allowed. You might even find extra charges on your credit card, so you better be careful if you signed up for one of those courses. If you're just joining us tonight, it is the Blue Chicken Caper. Last night, the broadcast was the David Wilcock blocking, and David Wilcock blocking is a term that applies to everybody, not just David Wilcock. It applies to a person who makes up stories about very controversial, mysterious, and hard-to-prove things that very much might be real, and then uses those, those fake stories to profit while really defaming and demeaning and degrading uh, certain areas of research like ufology or the paranormal or whatever it might be, which already struggles to gain um, notoriety and respect. And people like David Wilcock really help to um, destroy uh, decades, if not centuries, of credible investigation into things of that nature, things of the mysterious, even into conspiracies. He makes people that, uh, even mainline journalists who write about conspiracies, he makes people look crazy. And uh, I think that benefits a lot of powerful people, and it certainly benefits people like himself who make a lot of money off of telling really, really fake stories. So tonight is the Blue Chicken Caper. We're not only going to talk about David Wilcock, but we're also going to play, because you've probably not heard it many places. We did a show back in December called Good and Plenty of Lies about the Corey Good deposition. I think it was over six, seven, eight hours, something like that. And uh, that deposition, uh, which is about the lawsuits that he's involved in, Corey Good, uh, he admits that he's never been to space and that he made up all these secret space program, intellectual property, blue avian birds and all the stuff that you know about his his background, uh, his 420 and back or the 20 and back, excuse me, all the things he's done. It was all just uh, fiction. It's not real. But if you want to make your own fiction out of it, then you need to pay him to talk to his imaginary friends. Similar kind of a con Similar kind of a scam with David Wilcox. So that is the subject matter tonight. And joining me is my good friend and co-host for over a decade now, my good friend Mike D. Mike and I have been covering this before it was popular, before it was something that was kind of trendy to do. And uh, I mean, I can't even keep up with it, Mike. I, I let people like Stephen Cambion, well, I don't let them. He does such a great job. He's such a great researcher and he has all these good connections. People like him just blow me away now. Uh, with all the research they do on people like David Wilcock, and they, they've made my job a lot easier because I don't have to sit through and, you know, all these six-hour videos. Cambian does it for me. But anyway, Mike, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I know you always have some strong opinions about David Wilcock. We've been doing this for so long, though. Uh, I don't know if vindicated is the word. More like I'm just, I'm just, I'm still irritated. I'm very frustrated. Yeah, well, you know, we always say, you know, we're not going to do any more Wilcox shows, but he pops up and the, the next video is, is just so much more ridiculous that we just have to have to co- cover it because it's just uh, it's like whack-a-mole. It's, it's, laugh- it's insane. It's insanity is what it is. It's a game of whack-a-mole. They just keep popping their heads up with new lies, new scams, new frauds, no refunds, no refunds allowed. You would think that if someone can learn how to levitate or someone can build a spaceship like David Wilcock has claimed, or he can build a hover car, you'd imagine that at, at least at some point, 
you'd have to show evidence or proof of this. Like if you can teach somebody to levitate, you should just levitate, you know, a pin on your desk. Show us that it's possible before we pay you to learn how to do something you don't know how to do because you made it up. Just do something small like that, right? Just a, levitate a pin, you know, show me a, a prototype hover car, something like that. That's all I'm asking. That would be, yeah, that would be too easy. It would be too easy? Like, uh, yeah. what you mean, like for, for the, for the con for the, the yeah. 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 It'd be too easy to, to catch and deceive, you know, that's right. What, what rig, he rigs his car up on some wires and tries to edit them out in the driveway. Fishing, fishing line, wiggles it around. Maybe hires his ex-wife to come, you know, use the fishing line, wiggle the pen around. <laughs> So here, here, here's what I have to, I have to address first and foremost, Mike, because the last time you and I did this show, we, we briefly touched on this. We hardly ever get to get to all the, all the, the video because there's always so much that he does, uh, or that Corey Good does. We've got the deposition tonight to go through. Uh, I've played this last night. I've played this on so many other shows. Uh, I don't need to play it again, but I've been doing a lot of thinking about his claims that he's in contact with the Archangel Michael, and I just. I feel like it's very um, disprovable. Like for for the, for the first, uh, the first thing is the Archangel Michael does not contact you, uh, and if he does, it's he's like he supposedly contacted Joan of Arc, you know, a great warrior. David Wilcock is not a great warrior. He's a con man on YouTube, so I doubt the Archangel Michael is going to contact him. And if he does, I doubt that he's going to give him information that he wants him to profit physically and materially off of. Second of all, you don't go to a guy who has been verbally abusive to his wife, who has never had a prophecy that's come true. He's a liar and who's not in line with the divine, who's turned people away from Christianity and thinks aliens built the world. Probably don't go to him to give him information to profit from. Uh, And third of all, if he's telling David Wilcock to take baths in his own urine, even if David Wilcock adds some uh, sweet smelling uh, oils to the bath, uh, that is not the work of an angel. Uh, that is a waste product, and that's how you worship demons like Belphegor. You give them offerings of feces and urine. This is not the Archangel Michael, and that this should be a huge red flag for anybody who has ever listened to or who continues to listen to people like David Wilcock. That is a huge warning sign. Uh, he's either totally delusional or he's being communicated to but by demons and not angels. No, exactly. I mean... Michael is one of the most powerful, basically right hand angel to God, right? That's something uh, that you don't conjure uh, unless you really need that, that angel's power. And, uh, you know, if you know your occult esoteric rituals, you know, there's a lot that goes on. If you want to contact this particular angel with certain things you have to do in a pure setting, uh, purification, incense, all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely not uh, sitting in your own uh, pea water. Well, he does have very nice, white, clean, pure, shining teeth that some of the listeners paid for. So maybe the teeth are so pure, the Archangel Michael just came down and gave him this information. Yeah. I, it's so funny because I think he mentioned somewhere in that video that um, he had initial... Uh, contact 
uh, with Michael, um, I think he said circa like 97, yeah. 98. Yeah. And then he maybe, just, maybe and then he just forgot about it. Yeah, and then he just said, oh, I just forgot about it. <laughs> he said it wasn't as important. He just didn't even think about it. Yeah, the Archangel Michael contacts you. That's a good point. And you're just like, eh, I'll deal with that later, 20, 20-something years down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm covering the uh, Book of Ra right now, and I just got through my uh, impersonation of Edward Ed Casey. So <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got better things to do right now. I'm sorry, Michael. Well, you know what Ross says, right, Mike? I sent you that clip today. Ross says, no refunds as Ra's official policy. You no refunds. You don't right. get refunds. Exactly. Nope. By the way, I met Raw. Did I tell you I met Raw? No, no. I'm, I'm dead serious. He was at a conference. There's just a, a bald guy at a table uh, and uh, with some hippie-looking girl, and he claimed that he was Raw. He channels Raw. I, I never understood why, if you're going to make that up, why not make up a lesser God that's more believable? You know, like... <laughs> Or like when you're reincarnated, everybody's always a king or a famous psychic. Why why aren't you like a, a I don't know, a, a street sweeper or something like that? I was a chimney sweep in like the 6th, 17th century or something. Everybody's super famous and powerful, though, when they're reincarnated. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's I mean, I think we should write a book, we, his, uh, write a book on this, you know, signs that you're being ripped off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. From his thumbnail picture, it looks like um, that he peed on himself. His face is some type of fake tan. I, I don't know what's going it's on there. I mean, not to not to this the guy's physical characteristics, but it is key when you're talking to David Wilcock. And I think it's also fair to talk about because this man is uh, ripping people off left and right. Has been doing it for decades. Uh, lies sits there to the camera and, and just belts out lies after lie after lie and, and stares at the camera like uh, he's telling the truth uh, when he can do a you know two-hour YouTube live and make thousands of dollars. It's just, uh, you know, one part you feel sorry for the suckers, but then again, it comes down to also this man pushing this garbage out there where people believe it, you know? Well, yes, and last night I actually said that um, I, I gave this example. I think in my my 13 plus years in radio, uh, going to events and interviewing people, I've spoken to maybe maybe three people that I thought were legitimate psychics, legitimate mediums, and none of these three people that I've spoken to, uh, one of them at least I've had on the show, none of these people uh, were external about their abilities. They were super humble. And they were not trying to monetize what they did. It just came naturally to them and they didn't brag about it. That's the difference between a real psychic, a real medium, a real person who has this connection, which is a gift, and someone who doesn't have it but wants to pretend like they have it and then wants to profit off of it. A real psychic, a real medium doesn't do those types of things. Exactly. Exactly. Some of the, I don't know if these comments, I'm just looking at the comments on his latest video from people. I don't know if these are bots, but they're welcome back. The world needs you more than ever right now. Really? <laughs> I mean, I need him because he makes for such great content. I've been following you since the very beginning, 20 years or more. Oh, then uh, you can't tell that none of the, his predictions for the last 20 years have, have come true and you still follow them. Not a, I appreciate zip. your knowledge. Okay. Well, so what's the name of this video to let listeners know what, what is this new video? It's been a year. What is this new video? 
his new video is called Archangel Michael's Prophecy of Transformation Within Two Years. So he is, so, he's saying what, what in this video? Cause you've watched a lot well, of this. He's trying to, what, he's, what he's basically trying to do is trying to promote. He's got five full length books coming out called the Michael prophecies. So, uh, he's got in these books, he's got astonishing, uh, prophecies about future events and present events. See, I can make a I can make a prediction too that kind of sounds like a prophecy. I can just say, next week something big is going to happen, and no matter what happens in the news next week, whatever is the break every day, there's a breaking story. My prediction was right. I didn't say what it was. I didn't say how we could save the people who might die. I just said something big is going to happen next week, and that's how a con artist, that's how a fake psychic works. I'm I'm getting this feeling, Mike, that you have. Let me do some psychic powers on you. I'm getting the feeling that you, Mike, have um, you have a mother and a father. Is that accurate? Just very general yeah. kind yeah. of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that you, uh, the car that you're driving, um, it's it's going to have some some mechanical problems in the future. At some I, point. At some point. At some point. I, I see in the next two to five years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe six or seven. It's a little little bit hazy. What year is that car, by the way? Does it have any uh, rust damage? Have you taken care of it recently? Well, I've, I've gotten oil change for a while. But yeah, probably in the next, let's say, three and a half to four years. That's probably... That's what they. That's what they do. They're con- but but see that's that's what that's what actually makes me so angry is because there really are real psychics, mediums, and people that just get intuitions and people like this exploit the divine for profit. And uh, let me tell you something: the archangel Michael does not like that. He is he is an angel of justice, and he will bring down that sword hard on David Wilcock. Yeah, I mean, but exactly what we just said. So this this sentence here, you will you will also find out about what Michael calls the first wave of ascension which he says will arrive no later than 2025. All right. So he gave himself, uh, he gave himself uh, two years to uh, have this, you know, a two year uh, rip off time for people. <laughs> and then, you know, when 2025 comes around and there's no Michael ascension, they'll say, well, Michael decided not to come back at mm-hmm. that time. So Yes. Now that's what he did with the cabal is going to siphon everybody's gas out of their cars with big tanker trucks, that famous, uh, whatever it was, I don't know, prophecy, made up story, ridiculous story, uh, that didn't happen. And he says it's, well, that was the plan, but they decided not to carry it out conveniently. So if you, if he talks about it, they won't carry the plan out. Very convenient. Yep. Well, he said that, you know, every, every couple of years, there's a new scam when the uh, election cycle, it was, you know, Trump is going to initiate mass. There's going to be mass arrests. Of course, that that never happened. Um, just I remember, he was talking. He was all into this galactic federation making contact. Uh, that never happened. He said he was going to build a hover car. It. Still hasn't haven't has not built a hover car or a UFO. Invested all that money in the aeros this, this fake aerospace company. Yeah, he's still he's still working on that though. You know, that's true. He says that in the in this video, the new video. But actually, like you are. Uh, leading us into that that's actually how he came back to the archangel michael one of his last videos over a year ago when he was talking about how trump was going to be put back in the white this is what he said he's gonna be put in the white house the white hats are going to take over and joe biden's going to be kicked out and here comes donald trump he's going to be the president again 
Uh, they're going to have like a military type coup. So he says this stuff and I'm, I'm speaking generally here. Of course, I don't have the clip. Uh, it's like from a six hour video. I don't, I don't know where it's at in the video, but when that turned out to be rubbish, that's tur- that's nonsense. It didn't happen. Uh, instead of addressing it, he just ignored it. And conveniently, the Archangel Michael started giving him prophecies again. So uh, there's number f- the fourth reason why you don't trust that he's talking to the Archangel Michael, because the Archangel Michael waited for the opportune time for David Wilcox's recent uh, scam about politics and the presidency uh, to fall flat on its face. And then the Archangel Michael said, all right, he needs some money. And I'm going to call him up and give him some prophecies. Very convenient. Very convenient. Too, just too convenient, really. Way too convenient. But now you know, you- What about the, uh, you know, going uh, underground and, and meeting Princess Kali or whatever that uh, alien was underground, the huge cities underground? Wouldn't you, if, if that was the truth, if that was the truth, wouldn't you like just ride on that? And, 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 and just keep, but because it's a lie and there's only so much you can get <laughs> off of it before people start asking questions, you just move on to the next topic. Well, like look at Kathy O'Brien. She's been telling the same story for decades. She hasn't moved on to something else. She's been telling the same exact story for decades. Look at Bill Clinton's accusers. They've been telling the same story for decades. It's exactly, oh, yeah. if, if you experience that and that d- d- defined who you are, you don't just stop talking about it like these things are almost like seasonal. They go through these people like Wilcott go through these periods of it's like QAnon, conspiracies, pedophiles, then it's aliens and UFOs, then it's archangels, then it's back to, you know, conspiracies and politics again. It's it's a cyclical thing. Yeah, that the story does change then it's because they were threatened, <laughs> you know, for, for for on their lives, their death threats. So they yeah. had to change the story. He said he said he actually was threatened. Let's get to some of this video quick because we have some of the Corey Good deposition. Uh, I don't know if you heard about his car crashes. Did you hear about him getting into these car crashes? Yes, I, 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 I yeah, I heard that they got in some car accidents, but that's all I remember. Now, I, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not. I mean, this was a, a long time ago. He says a long time ago he got into these car wrecks, and I'm not. I don't think it's a joke or that it's funny. But the re- I'm bringing this up because he says this in his new video, the one that you referenced, the Archangel Michael's prophecy of transformation within two years, that the Archangel Michael set him up for a car crash. So it's actually the Archangel Michael's fault that he got into the crash. Yeah, there's always a caveat. <laughs> within two years. Within two years. And, you know, the average person doesn't remember what they had for breakfast. You're not going to remember this video two years from now. But let's let's listen to that. Feel free to chime in. I've got like four timestamps here for this video. Then we'll get to the Corey Good deposition. This is the secret teachings tonight. Is the it is the blue chicken caper by eleven sheet of paper because I'd collided with the car in front of me. All right, let's go back a little bit. Car crash that they predicted in advance a year after the previous winter, where they did it just with dreams. This time they did it in spoken word, and they used a very very remarkable prophecy. Michael said, my gift to the world will be a three and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Expect it on Friday, 90 minutes until 10 o'clock. That's what it said. On Friday at 8.30 a.m., which is 90 minutes until 10 o'clock, a police officer ended up writing me a ticket on a three and a half by 11 sheet of paper because I'd collided with the car in front of me. Okay, so I'm going to pause that. 
Uh, do you have comments? Because I've got a bunch of them. I mean, who even knows if this is true? No, that's the first. Well, that's the first question. Yes, how do you even know if that's a uh, that's a true story? He's gotten into several of these car crashes, and the archangel Michael has predicted these car crashes, Mike. Which, if you, you would think, so you didn't listen, you would, he, he, so, so you didn't listen to him. Right, yeah, you would. That's what I was going to say. You would think that he would have listened to the archangel Michael when he. Well, actually, if you go back far enough in the video, he does say that the archangel Michael told him that he didn't listen. He kept driving fast. The Archangel Michael said, stop driving so fast. And I just think the Archangel Michael has better stuff to do. He, he has to slay Satan. He doesn't have time to tell some guy in a Ferrari or whatever kind of sports car. He, he drove a $100,000 car to contact, by the way. No, this guy, this guy, just, just, just knowing him, he drives a BMW because that's what the a white one. a-hole drives. Yeah, a-hole drive. And he's driving it fast, cutting people off. I know this guy. I've seen him on the road before. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of these guys. Yes, it's probably a white beamer. And that. So I mean, I, the Archangel Michael has better stuff to do. To to do, I would think he doesn't have time to tell some guy to slow down. But the other thing is, if you get into, I guess, depending on the the severity of the car wreck, like I've never I've never been in a car wreck myself, a severe one. And I've never caused one. I've known people who have gotten in car wrecks. Usually paramedics arrive. And if you're driving super fast and hit somebody in front of you, the paramedics arrive, the fire department arrives, the police, when they arrive, they normally don't run over and write you a ticket. They try to get you out of the car and provide, you know, have the paramedics provide medical uh, attention if, if you need it. That, I mean, that alone is weird. The Archangel Michael said I was going to get in a car wreck and get a ticket, and then I smashed really hard in the back of this other car at 100 miles an hour, and then the officer wrote me a ticket, and I was like, wow, the Archangel Michael must have uh, been telling the truth. There's just something wrong with that story. Uh, totally. <laughs> I almost spit my tea out. i got to be careful taking a drink while I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I almost spit it right onto the microphone. <laughs> All right, so let's let's listen to a little bit of that. Here we go. And I have this car crash. This is the first one. So the dreams were letting me know that I was going to get nailed with karma. And I became very aware that something was going on. And then when this Archangel Michael contact started beginning on November 10th, 1996, again, I was warned about my fast driving. Again, I refused <laughs> to listen. And again, I had a car crash that they predicted in advance a year after the previous winter where they did it just with dreams. So I would think if you're driving really fast all the time, you know it's dangerous, you know you could potentially die or kill somebody else, and that's even if you're sober. I don't even know if he was sober throughout the whole thing. You know, that that can be a traumatizing thing, just like subconsciously knowing that you're doing something super dangerous. People get high off that anyway. But you you might have these like subconscious feelings of, of um, you know, uh, the subconscious awareness of what you're doing is dangerous. So you might actually have dreams about that. That's not an archangel. That's what? called self-preservation. Well, if this was a real accident and, and there's a lawsuit going on and whatnot, he just admitted on video that he was driving fast. Intentionally. But I mean, this was 20, oh my God, this was like 26 years ago that he was, no, that he I was doing that, this. I thought, I thought that crash was recent, but okay. 
Well, you, right, so that was the first. This that is, was the first ninety-seven, ninety-eight contact. Well, he had multiple crashes. Yeah, this was after the ninety-six, ninety. He didn't give a date for the crash because then you could look it up and prove him wrong. So <laughs> it's a general date, sometime in the last twenty-six years, something like within the last twenty-six yeah, years. He's incriminating himself. I keep I constantly. I was driving fast, driving too fast. So where are you? Yeah. Okay, so remember Emory Smith did the same thing, Mike. Remember he crashed his Land Rover. Was it a Land Rover? I think he crashed. Something I don't know. So it was like an eighty thousand dollar car in Palm Springs. He crashed that car, and he goes to Eisenhower Medical in Palm Springs. This was all verified, and they claim that he was being attacked by lasers or something to that effect. That the cabal was shooting at him, and while he was in this, not even a hospital bed, it looked like a, looks like a like basically a a, a table that you sit on and the doctor hits your knee. Just a standard uh, medical table. And he's laying there and there's like some kind of electrolyte drink under the table. Turns out he was driving drunk and wrecked his $80,000 car. He, it was drunk driving, but he said the cabal ran him over the road and that's cabal spelled J A C K Daniels. That's a true story that he was driving drunk. So I would imagine it's probably the same thing in Wilcox case, either drunk or inebriated driving a hundred miles an hour. God knows how fast he was going and uh, then blames it on the archangel. I could see that in court. Uh, your honor, I didn't wreck the car, but you were behind the wheel, sir. Uh, well, your honor, you don't understand. See, the archangel Michael predicted it and then made me do it. Exactly. That, well, I think Wilcott probably does more lines of blow than he, than he is yes. an alcoholic. Yes. He's doing, he, exactly. That's why he's driving so fast. 100 miles an hour right off the dash. <laughs> Yeah. Fancy sports car. Well, here's, here's, here's a legit comment. Thank God with some common sense. God's truth is not for sale. 3D <laughs> stories are just that. Good for that person. God bless them. And here's, But here's the complete opposite. David is a man of conviction. Mm. He should be convicted. <laughs> Thank you, David, from the bottom of my heart. For what? For stealing money from you? For giving you false information? A Stockholm Syndrome, man. Stockholm syndrome. I love this other comment too. When he says that he makes the comment about how he's got purple socks on at the beginning of the video. And he says, you got to wear these to like, please the LGBTQ crowd or something. And someone says in the chat room, now he's shilling for the gays. <laughs> it's in the chat room. It's, that's so funny. This, this, this whole thing, this whole thing, uh, Wilcock, uh, Corey good is a microcosm on just, uh, what's going on in the world today because this comment says it all. So David equals truth. Corey equals fraud. Oh, really? So Corey's a fraud, but not David Wilcock. Yeah. Mm. The, the, the vision there is like, no, uh, the Republicans are always right. Democrats are wrong. No, yeah. Republicans are always wrong. Democrats are wrong. It's the Muslims. The Christians are right. The Muslims are wrong. Christians yeah. are wrong. The Muslims are right. It's yep, exactly what it is. Because there's a divide now within the Wilcock, Corey Good, New Age UFO cult community. So picking yeah, sides. It's so funny. And then when you look up uh, convictions for uh, Republicans and uh, Democrats, you get an, an almost an equal amount. There's slightly more Democrats arrested for m numerous things: uh, fraud, uh, minor sex, uh, having sex with minors, all this stuff. But you're seeing both parties people in both parties arrested uh, and one party is not better than the other party. They're both corrupted. 
Um, again, but you have these people again, David equals truth, Corey equals fraud when they're, no, they're, they're both frauds. Well, how can so David equal truth? Work. How does that math work? How can he equal truth if Corey Good was part of the equation and he promoted it and supported it and backed it and defended it? That math doesn't add up. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Corey, but I felt a lot of truth from the cosmic disclosure episode. Uh, again, people. <laughs> I know, I know you're, so confused, you're telling, you're, you're telling me, I know. Well, here's, um, here's another clip of Wilcock. This is cutting to 55 minutes in the video. Uh, this is the death threat he said he received, uh, because he was channeling Edgar Casey, which, uh, that I don't really understand. If you're channeling Edgar Casey, he said that the Stanford research Institute or international came after him you would think that the Casey Foundation would come after him, but let's take a listen to this because for some reason there's no context to the story really. He just says he's at a he's at the Conscious Life Expo. I, I think you heard this, right? Someone comes up to him and says something that might be a threat, and then he throws his own books on the ground and like screams at the guy. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Did you hear this part? Yes. Yeah, he apologized for getting angry or some, yeah. some garbage. Yeah. Old manuscript drastically. It's all psychology. Um, so, and also the I did something yeah, bad once. I repented. My readings in the second part is partly written by me. So, um, anyway, after I got that book famous out, famous plagiarist, I felt like okay, I've done my job. I, I was at Conscious Life Expo. I actually had somebody come up to me and make a death threat, and he actually told me that there were people at SRI International. I'm going to be honest about it now, that they were in contact with something or other. And the SRI International folks from Stanford, right now Stanford, we find out, is involved in a lot of interesting things. Everybody's involved in interesting things. Well, these SRI people are saying, if David continues to channel Edgar Casey, which I'm not even doing. No, he's not doing that, Mike. He is Edgar Casey. The SRI guy's got it wrong. He's not channeling him. He is Edgar Casey. He will die. He will be killed. And this guy had already told me this a few times in writing, and he had the gall to come up to me at my book signing table and make this death threat in person. And that is actually the only time I've ever really lost my cool. See, I do have a little Agent Smith earpiece here. i got to get it back in my ear. But that's so that I can make sure I'm not rustling. Everything he says is, is rustling. But anyway, he says that this guy comes up to him, made a death threat. But, you know... I question what kind of, this was old. This was like another 15, 16, 17, 18 years ago. He said that what I did at Contact in the Desert was an act of terrorism by asking a question. So, I mean, what did this guy do? Go up to him and say, um, excuse me, Mr. Wilcock, it's probably pretty dangerous to be channeling Edgar Casey. You might you know, die. The energy might be too much for you to handle. And Wilcock just throws his books on the ground and says, screw you, man, and screams at him. Like, what, what exactly constitutes a death threat to these people? You know, because asking them a question they don't like is terrorism, or as you'll hear in a little bit, Corey Good said in the deposition, uh, that if you question his story, you're working for dark forces. So what's a death threat, Mike? You know? Yeah, no, no clue. It, but you, do you see what I'm saying? Because it could be, it could be anything. Like, these people define terrorism and death threats and trolling as, like, when his video first started the very beginning of this video uh he's reading the comments and someone says hey looks like you're back for more money and uh which is a true statement <laughs> and he immediately launches into this 
this brief rant about how uh, the trolls are are attacking him already. And he spent the first 40 minutes of the video talking about his, his clothes and how he used to drive and crash cars. You know, I, I just, what, well, what, what is so offensive about what itself is, is two hours and 34 minutes, but it doesn't start talking about just this whole Michael prophecies until like the last half hour. Yeah, no, I know. It's just rambling on of a, of a madman. Yes. No, no, exactly. And see, that makes me question too, because uh, this week we have this uh, story uh, about the, um, uh, the, some documents that were leaked. You heard about this story, some documents that were leaked by, I don't know if he, he was like a really, really young guy, but some classified documents were leaked, um, Pentagon documents. Uh, the suspect was Jack Teixeira or something is his name. And uh, he had access to these documents and leaked them. And now he's probably going to go to jail for a very, 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 very long time. But David Wilcott can sit here and, and leak classified stuff, supposedly, and nothing happens to him. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Here's Mike? a question for David through the chat. Is it, normal to ha- is it normal to have a hard time to come back to Earth from these meditations? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for him to stay in reality. Obviously, Corey Good was telling the truth about the secret space program. Mm-hmm. He may have embellished a few details. This is how, how sick these people are. Well, if you think Corey Good is uh, telling the truth about the secret space program, allow me to play this clip for you. Did you ever go to space? Did I ever go to space? Yes. I, uh, in my physical body? Yes. I don't believe so, but I travel uh, astrally and I travel out to outer space and... He's never been to space, so he's not in the secret space program. Case closed. Deep space, never been there. But I, I traveled there astrally, you know, in his 420 and back. Yeah, did Wilcox say that uh, a UFO landed in his backyard and he went up in space with it or some? No, he said he was in the kitchen and he was making food and he heard a voice tell him to go outside and he saw something in the sky and he had this revelation, which funny enough well, first of all, I should say before I say anything else, did, do you remember that? He was in the kitchen making food, and then he had this voice tell him to go outside. Yeah, is that the one where the tree felt where there was no. a tree knocked down? <laughs> no, that's, no, that's a different somebody, one. He's got so many friggin' stories. It's, it's confusing, all these, all these lies. No, this is, okay, so the, the reason that I bring this up is because this is a similar story that others tell. Uh, Jordan Sather, he said he got these revelations while he was working in the kitchen at, at a Jamba Juice or whatever smoothie place he worked at, L- literally. Uh, James Gilland uh, at his East SETI ranch that I am now banned from. Uh, James Gilland said he was in the kitchen making food, and that's when he got these contacts with these angels. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think even Jay-Z Knight, the cult leader up in the Pacific Northwest, I think even Jay-Z Knight said that she was in the kitchen when she started the channel Raw. So apparently the kitchen's where it's at. Yeah, so if you want a divine intervention, go in the kitchen, make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Pasta, sandwich, ice cream, really anything to get, just get in the kitchen uh, and then you'll start hearing voices and they'll tell you to go outside and you'll get these, these, these cosmic downloads. All right, let's play another part of this, this video because we got to play these Corey Good depositions here, Mike. Uh, If you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable, Mike D, my good friend and co-host with me. This is the Blue Chicken Caper, part two of a two-part series this week. Last night it was the David Wilcock blocking Tonight, the blue chicken caper, 
and we are playing some of this David Wilcock Archangel Michael prophecy video, and then we're going to have the Corey Good deposition here in just a few minutes. Let's play. Uh, this is about the 3D hover cars. So he's going to 3D print these cars with volcanic basalt, and they're really cheap to print. He just needs a lot of money to buy the 3D printer. Is I I just can't I can't imagine how anybody could sit in front of a camera and say this stuff with a straight face and expect people to believe them. And it's more amazing that people actually do believe him and give, give him money. I mean, he's told you he's going to have a hover car and a UFO. Billy Carson says he's got an underground base. And they don't show you proof of it. These are just investment scams. And the other thing is, I think a lot of these people have also been the victim of investment scams themselves. I mean, Wilcock reportedly gave a ton of money to this fake aerospace company of his own money that he stole from you, but, you know, of money. Let's, let's take a listen to this. And that would include gas money for driving. That would include air conditioning and heat in the winter. So, Oh, he's talking about a town. He wants to build a town outside Niagara Falls where he's going to put people to work with really good paying jobs building 3D. I don't know why you would need people to work on a 3D printer. It Doesn't it do the work itself? Maybe they need an assembly line type thing going to refill the printer, but uh, this is what he says. Well, a year ago with his ex, he said he was down to their last $3,000. Now, if he builds this uh, new house, a new factory to build this, he said that he's going to have to buy a new house out there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, from all the suckers, he's, he's got his, his money back again. Uh, obviously, he still has his money because he's living in a multi-million dollar cabin. <laughs> and he that hasn't been foreclosed street, on. So Right. So he's paying the mortgage or maybe perhaps it's even paid off entirely. You know what I think? he? I, so. I'll let him. Play. You're right. He said he's going to build a new house out there, probably spend some time out there. He's going to have to buy a house. I think I think he watched that TV show, um, The Food That Built America. I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's an episode about Milton Hershey, the guy that founded the Hershey Company. And Milton Hershey took out all these loans and this, these took out all this money and, and, you know, Hershey, PA, Pennsylvania, he builds basically this town and he actually seemed to be a good guy. He paid his workers a good wage. Even when there was economic turmoil, he kept his workers on and still paid them, even though production was scaled back. But he basically built this town and he did everything that David Wilcock is saying he's going to do. I think he just watched that show and then said, OK, instead of chocolate, it's hover cars. <laughs> and it's just repeated back the Milton Hershey story. That's what I think he's he's doing. Well, well, that's the thing. He, well, he's constantly done. They both do this. They grab stuff from Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, his rant about uh, the AI uh, having a consciousness and forming an image of a little girl and speaking is the same thing that Resident Evil did. You're uh, all going to die down here. Yes, yeah, so that's where he stole that from. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. The little girl from Resident Evil. Oh, these, uh, these computers, they got these, th these holographic projections of little girls that are, for some reason, they're the color red. I'm, don't ask me why, I don't know, but they're little girls and they're super intelligent AI. And apparently if you spend a lot of time down there with them, you die. I, I, I don't know. I, this is what I'm told by the insiders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, well, out of all, these, all the forms, it decided to take the form of a little girl. Report, you know, the reports to the briefing say that the little girl was uh, modeled after the creator of the system. It's resident I evil. I, you know, <laughs> he's got such gall, and he, he knows these people are such suckers. I'm surprised he just didn't say, say uh, you know, I'm going to build a factory in Rac Raccoon City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call it the, it's just, it's un Umbrella Incorporated. 
just go f- full force into it. Call it that. We call it the hive. Yeah. All right. Let me. Uh, we're looking to hi- looking to hire uh, some workers. Uh, looking for someone named Alice. Let me go ahead and play this. If you can heat your home, if you can cool your home, and you're not paying for it. This is this is Milton that Hershey. Puts like eighty percent of the money that you earn back in your pocket, and that gives you freedom where you can. It must be pretty sparse in the in the sci-fi because now he's going to the History Channel's Food That Built America. Technology, we know it works. It's already been done in the inside world. But we can't and show you proof. Navy declassified this specifically to save our nation. Hence, Salvatore Pius, savior of our nation. It's fake patents. This looked like low-hanging fruit to me. I said, let's let's build this patent. So there may be aspects of the Salvatore Pius patent that we use. Now, the hover car is also a very fascinating... Yeah, 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 go ahead. Build this patent. It's not your patent. How, well, how he, are you going to steal some... No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was like, if it's not his patent, how is he going to build something off someone else's patent? I, I, I don't have the transaction number, from what, but from what I understand, he paid for these fake patents i think he owns them or he has the right to build but they're fake they're not real so he bought fake hover car patents uh that the navy the navy had declassified something he has access to the patents or something he's gonna he's been telling people he's gonna build this hover car he even says it he's like i'm sorry i was supposed to get this stuff to you by like 2017 2018 but we got behind which is like, you know, an online dating scam or something. This girl's going to come visit you, but she got stuck on her way to the airport. She needs $100 for a cab. Then her plane got delayed. She got stuck in another place. She needs another $500 for another plane ride. And then in the end, she just can't make it. That, that's what this is. Yeah, I really think he has paid people in his chats because I see every kind of six, seven, eight chat that says, don't forget to uh, leave the like button, like and subscribe. It really helps David. <laughs> yeah, there, there's probably a team that just works on the other side of the camera, just sitting there typing away. <laughs> that we use. Now, the hover car is also a very fascinating topic because there are some technologies that most people don't know about that are going to go into its construction. For example, uh, if you look at volcanic glass, that type of material is known as basalt, and there's basalt everywhere. It turns out that because basalt is something that directly crystallized out of a, of a very intensely heated molten material. Oh, and for, for reference, this is the kind of stuff in his books, when he talks about something like this, he'll put references to like volcanic basalt, which you can find on like a geology website or, or a university website. And then he calls that a reference which is supposed to then support the next bullshit that's going to come out of his mouth, which is that we're going to use the volcanic basalt to build hover cars. That when you mess around with basalt, you can get quasi-crystals. You can get the same type of exotic matter physics that I was talking about with the bismuth, the arts parts, where if you electrify arts parts, they lift up off the table. Well, that's one of the things you can do with with, uh, these... Um, composites that are made from volcanic basalt. They also are the secret to developing the type of materials that you've heard about in crashed UFOs where the material cannot Roswell be stuff again. Bent, it cannot be burned, but it is very, very lightweight. That's kind of kind of like all his prophecies. 
Can't bend them, can't burn them, can't destroy them, but they're very, very light. They're basically non-existent. Secret. Because it was already molten in the volcano, you can you can make it into a quasi-crystal in lattice where it has incredible hardness and is very, very I, I lightweight. I think he's about to get to it. So apparently the manufacturing technology that we're going to start using for the hover car is that we're going to print them, 3D print them out of volcanic basalt, which is cheap. So the materials are cheap. It's going to require new machines, new tooling. They've already done it before, believe me. Um, but we're going to be doing it openly. So it's already been done, but we need a lot of money to put this system together so we can build these really cheap hover cars from 3D printers that we fill with volcanic basalt. And the evidence and the proof of this is a link to a university website about volcanic basalt. Nothing about hover cars. <laughs> nothing about UFOs or 3D printers. It, it, whatever I mean, yeah, the I mean, topic of the day is. It's typical Wilcock where he takes a little bit of, uh, of things that are true and just weaves it around tons of bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. That's and, exactly what it is. <laughs> now, now, looking at this video and like slowing it down, he's chewing gum. He's actually got gum in his mouth, which is very bizarre. But uh, oh, you don't know about that? That's he has to chew the gum constantly to keep the connection with the archangel. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, maybe he needs that for like stress relief, so that you know he's telling these lies. He needs to like chew on his gum at the same time he's speaking. Yeah, it's the same gum so that the explode. Uh, <laughs> that's the same gum the cardinals and the and the pope chew. It's pretty standard stuff if you're a Catholic. Uh, it's what very is, bizarre. Again, he's got a guitar in the background. That's um, you know, you think if uh, he's got a custom Les Paul, uh, thousands of dollars, uh, you think he'd just pick up your mm. guitar and just strum a few notes for the people live out there watching you. But that's just there the prop you, at this point. You would you would think that, yeah. I mean, his, his teeth are also a prop too. I mean, that, that could go on to more believability, where you, know, you can be like, you know, I, I like to like sometimes, you know chill out and play my guitar. Here's a couple chords, you know, and then these suckers and then like, rip oh off some, God, rip have... off some Jimmy church. Well, no, he just plays a couple basic cowboy chords. And then, the, the, <laughs> you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, David is a musician too. Uh huh. Cause these, these, these dummies don't know. So it's just like, what, you know, he, he never picked it up. It's just like sitting there. It's like, what is that? Is that supposed to show us something that, you know, you're a, you're a musician too. You're you're a talented musician. You got a guitar just chilling in the background that you it just sits there. Of course, you know it could have been placed anywhere in the room. Of course, that'd be placed on camera. Of course. <laughs> well, he said that in the video. It's just it's there as a prop, exactly. So that I mean that's yeah. that's a little bit of the video. There's so much more in it, but we have the Corey Good deposition to get to, and we've got about 40 minutes left on the show. I think we have just enough time to play through these clips. Uh, there's six hours, uh, just six hours of this attorney. I don't care who this attorney is asking him these questions, but this guy is, a, he's a professional and he knows what he's doing. And he absolutely grilled Corey Good. H how much of this deposition did you watch? I watched uh, a lot of it. Um, not the entire thing, but a lot of it because it was it was just so bizarre, especially with the, what entranced me was this like this magnetic glove. That he, like, oh yeah. The glove. Me. What was the glove all about? A Michael Jackson like glove. 
again, is that to like garner some type of sympathy? Like, like I have a, a hand injury. Yeah. Don't, don't come at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. No, that's what they, even in this video, Wilcock did. He said his family's had, had money. But, you know, if you have a lot of money, depending on what your lifestyle is, you could live a life that even though you have a lot of money, you, you think you don't have a lot because you spend it on things and you might not have a lot because you spend it on things. So he says he had to take this train ride when he left home from New York to Colorado and to go to college. And the train was just two days. It was really awful. And it's just such a traumatizing experience. Everything they do is victimhood. Everything they do is traumatizing right. to make you feel exactly sorry for them. And that's what the glove's all about. Exactly. Exactly. It's like he's got a going to walk with a limp or Emory Smith wears the uh, officer junior from Reno 911 bulletproof vest on the outside of his suits while he's giving a presentation. You know, it's it's all for show. They're showmen. That's why he's got a uh, like a Las Vegas floor jacket on in this video. It's all for show. Will Wilcock does, and he's, and he's like subconsciously telling you that it's all for show by wearing these ridiculous yeah. jackets and yeah. smoking a fake sixty-nine dollars. Oops, sorry about that. Go ahead. No, I was saying he was. You know, he pulled out in the beginning of this David Wilcock video. Um, then we'll move on. But uh, we he pulled out like a fake cigarette. Oh, that's weird, wasn't it? That's so strange. I still don't understand the whole concept of that. It's bizarre. Well, he's got the fake cigarette in his mouth, and uh, he's telling you about his... He's got some kind of, like, bedazzled shoes on. ...sequins on your shoes themselves. This is an important step. You need to have a little uh, handkerchief for blowing your nose, which you're never actually going to do because it's too fancy. And then... And of course, you need to have your prop cigarette so that in the event that you win, you want to look like you really know what you're doing. So the cigarette has to, oh, if it was lit, that would be very bad. I, I, I don't know if, um, I feel like he's a danger to himself, honestly. <laughs> I think the programming broke down a little bit in the beginning there. <laughs> yeah, that's the beginning. I, there's like 15 minutes of that in the video. There's like 15 minutes of that. <laughs> I don't know if that's to break uh, break you down so you give him more money or something. You feel sorry for him. He's got mental problems. You haven't seen him in a year. He's coming back talking about smoking a fake cigarette. He's got <laughs> mental problems. Give you some money. When you told me that, I thought you were talking about like those candy cigarettes. I didn't realize he had like a, a Hollywood fake cigarette and he's just sitting there pretending to smoke and this little sequined shoes. Very, very strange. So here, let's get to the Corey Good deposition. This is... Because Corey Good is suing uh, some people, um, and uh, it, he also, by the way, he count, Gaia TV sued Corey Good because he was trying to take his fake stories from Gaia TV, which he was contracted to tell, and he had a writer that wrote a lot of the stories for him, all fake, nonsense, made-up stuff, inspired by fake events, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars, probably. So he he gets sued by Gaia because he goes off and tries to trademark the things that he was contracted to do with Gaia. So then he, he countersues them and then he sues a bunch of other people because they say that his stories are made up. And then in the deposition, he admits that the stories are made up. So it's like, what's the lawsuit for? They're going to destroy this guy in court. If, if this goes to court, this, this attorney just ate him alive. Uh, this took place last, uh, last fall. 
And Stephen Cambian and a few other people got this and put it online. It's totally legal. It's not an illegal thing to share. Uh, they've now claimed that Cambian, and I, I assume it's just Cambian, it might be some other people, that they broke the law by sharing this deposition rather than addressing the admittances in the deposition where Corey Good said he's never done the things he claimed that he did. It was all fake and imaginary. So let's go ahead and play uh, some of this deposition. Do you know anything about this deposition, Mike? Uh, I know they get called out on a lot of stuff by this by this uh, attorney, and he looks very very foolish. She there's a lot of um, moving around in a chair, shifting uh, uncomfortably, um, folding his hands, and a lot of different posturing. Um, and he looks very uh, very uneasy in, in the video videos. And he has that glove on his hand, and he actually talks in the deposition. I won't bore you with it, but he talks about how he he was on some uh, pills that someone had gotten for him uh, without a prescription while he was at Gaia because he had a shoulder injury. So he even even in the deposition, he's talking about he's got a shoulder injury and it's hurting his arm and his hand. It's that 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 he's basically uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is what they do. Even in a deposition, he can't stop. I mean, he was probably injured. But he's, he's got to play that card. I'm injured. Look at my glove hand. The attorney doesn't care about that. The attorney's there to get answers to the questions because that attorney represents the people that he's suing. And this is a frivolous uh, lawsuit and a waste of time. Uh, the only thing that's a bigger waste of time than this is the Trump, the Trump case in, in Manhattan. That's about the only thing that's more ridiculous than this case with Corey Good. I, I, rep- I mean, reportedly, the people uh, that are involved in this the attorneys and the legal they just think that this is the funniest thing in the world which it is <laughs> so let's let's play some of that uh you want to start with blue chickens or the cabal i got clips for both uh blue chicken blue chickens all right here's the blue chickens and feel free mike to comment over this claim that my information has changed their life in a good way even though the information is false it's having uh, beneficial results with people that read it well, I mean, people believe things like Joe, all shaking and going through this uh, complete metamorphosis uh, motivated them and inspired them to make the changes in their life. Uh, I can produce all sorts of people and information to where. So, like I said, Mike, this is like four and a half minutes or so. So we're just going to play it. you got to comment, chime in. I'll pause it. Even though the information is false, it's having uh, beneficial results with people that read it. Well, I mean, people believe things that are false all the time. But answer my question. Even though the information is false, people are having beneficial reactions by reading it. Even though some of the information is a creation, people are getting uh, benefit from it. Okay. Uh, That's the way I would phrase it. Like, for example, some of the creation would be the fact that... uh, You say you've been visited by over a, a, a six foot tall... This is it. This is it. This is one of the best parts of the deposition. Blue-looking chicken-type creature. Uh, blue avian, trademark. Yes, that. So blue that's something. Trademark. I, yeah, I love how he corrects the attorney. No, no, no. It's not a blue chicken. It's a blue avian. And the attorney actually, I think he notices, because Corey Good looks really uncomfortable and, you know, potentially even angry. And I think the attorney realizes that. So at, as this goes on, he he continues to refer to them as blue chickens. And it really pisses <laughs> Corey Good off. Uh, he, said, he says it's slander uh, to call his imaginary friends uh, blue chickens. 
looking. He's really not going to like my new T-shirt, by the way. We got a new T-shirt, the uh, uh, Blue Rooster Chicken shirt. It is uh, available uh, on TeePublic. Just search the secret teachings. Chicken type creature. Uh, blue avian, trademark. Yes, that. So that's something that hasn't really happened, but that's a story you tell to assist people to something. It good. was a part of uh, my meditative state and uh, it was real to me, a real avatar. I really interface. With- you know what that makes me think of, Mike? That uh, that wrestling, cl- famous wrestling clip you sent me. And that guy gets up. He's like, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Part of uh, my meditative state. And uh, it was real to me, a real avatar. <laughs> I really interface with a blue avian. It's my way of connecting to uh, my higher self and connecting to uh, higher information to, to be able to bring down information that doesn't come from the human. Uh, Do me a favor, Mike. If you want to say something, just say pause and I'll pause it and uh, you can speak. Okay. Experience. It comes down uh, from higher. Um, that's what people believe in this uh, community. It's a part of many of our religious beliefs of higher density beings, just like uh, some people preach about angels, higher density beings, angels, interchangeable. So the wording has changed, but people have talked for years about sitting in meditative state, connecting with different archangels and delivering information to humanity. What I am doing is no different. It is just the verbiage is different because the and, times and, have changed. And I'm trying to profit from it. part of an esoteric religion exactly. and not uh, Christian or Muslim or any of those. So he says it's an esoteric religion making this stuff up and trying to sell it to people. It's an esoteric religion. So it is kind of like a cult. Different right, well, channel. His, uh, his connection to this uh, chicken, then why is it, why does he weave that into his, um, into the earth's interest of being, uh, included in the galactic federation? It's a good question. Right. But, right. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. And so in this meditative state is when you had this over six foot tall, blue chicken type creature <laughs> the attorney does it again <laughs> blue chicken type creature uh, christian or muslim or he gets a little bit he gets a little bit angry he's like well blue chicken comes from the slander it's it's slander so in this meditative state is when you had this over six foot tall blue chicken type creature uh, well, chicken is, comes from the slander. Okay, uh, it comes from uh, the lawsuits that I'm I'm against. I'm, I'm going against people. Blue chicken was their slander. What did, what would you call it? Um, it's a blue avian a trademark. Blue, blue avian trademark. 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 He keeps saying a trademark. Even in the deposition, and listen to the way this guy acts. It's just like Will Cock talking to his wife on those live YouTube feeds. Like this is how. Why, why would you say? Why, why would you say that you're trying to enlighten humanity, right? But yet you, you, you want to trademark something to to make money off of it. Yeah. Without without saying that, hey, this is something that's just a story. It, it's just a story that I made up. It's like a science fiction novel. It's like Dune or Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that. Instead of doing that or like you know uh, I Robot or something, something from Asimov or Michael Crichton, instead of making up a, a fake story that could be based on something real, 
uh, you just tell people this is real and then you get caught in it and you say, well, it's it's mostly real. And then you go to have your deposition because you're suing people and they they the attorney's going to ask you questions and you say, well, none of this really happened. I imagined it. But um, if people want to interact with these same beans, they can't do it unless they pay me because I made them up. So he did make it all up from the blue avians to the being to space. I played you that clip. He made it all up and he wants you to pay him to talk to his imaginary friends. That's what I'm getting out of it. Exactly. Which is really sad. Actually, that makes me want to cry. It's a, it's pretty, it's pretty sad and pathetic when you think of it that way. He wants to be paid so that you can talk to his imaginary friends that I'm, I'm against I'm, I'm going against people blue chicken was their slander what, what would you call it um it's a blue avian a trademark now you notice i don't call them blue chickens i call them blue rooster chickens and that's trademarked uh in fact in the new t-shirt uh the uh, blue rooster chicken that we have uh, it's original art it has uh the tm trademark in its mouth so he can't say anything about our t-shirts blue rooster chickens T public. What did it, what, how would you describe it? How the, would, the appearance of it? Uh, like eight foot tall, blue. Um, what, what was that? <laughs> he said, how would you describe the appearance of it? And he said eight foot tall and I was going to help him say the rest of the chicken. Yeah, you're just trying to be kind. He's been, yeah. he's been at this deposition for hours at this point. Yeah, I just want to help him out a little bit. Humanoid looks like a looks more like a person, like a chicken. We actually have art, and I mean, uh, well, here I can show you. Like a chicken. Yeah, I love this. It's almost like he's on, um, like he's being interviewed, and he keeps he calls it his Bible, his like his intellectual property Bible. He keeps bringing up his little cartoon book and trying to show the attorney when the attorney asks him for like proof of something. He's like, well, let's check it out here in the book. Got a copy of it right here. <laughs> he's trying to sell it or something it's a it's a deposition yeah he's showing his like diary no, I, I, I'm just asking you to describe it I don't want to show it because it doesn't work for the judge or jury <laughs> um, you state that these creatures came from outer space uh, and they gave you information and knowledge that you have they correct? came from a higher density okay Okay. so the rest of this this last minute here of this particular clip heaven he says the blue chickens are actually giving him legal advice. Did you know that? And you cited many times. Yeah, they're very kind. They're giving him. They don't charge either. That's the best part. Right. Yep. That's. Uh, they've advised. Here, I missed that part. I was talking over it. Uh, so they're they're advising him. These are blue chickens that are part of. He said that they're. He, he made them up, and you have to pay to talk to his imaginary friends. But his imaginary friends are giving him legal advice. Heaven what uh, Christians and other people would call heaven if they were to stand up and talk uh, on a pulpit. And you cited many times that these blue avians have advised you not to sign any contracts, right? Yep, that's, uh, they've advised, I've used them as an avatar to look for uh, things that aren't popping up in my mind, things that should pop, you know, for red flags. I'm, it's a way of going past my conscious mind, entering my subconscious and looking for um, problems or good things or bad things. But wouldn't these contracts, these documents, like you said earlier, documents and contracts. So the blue avians are advising him not to sign contracts. Uh, not to get involved in, and this clip goes on, not to get involved in certain uh, legal things. 
Uh, I, I, I've never heard of someone talking to aliens or uh, a higher density being uh, part of an esoteric religion, admittedly, imaginary friends, admittedly, and they giving legal advice. I've never heard that before. That's a new one for me, Mike. You think if they're trying to, uh, you know, save humanity and the planet, they've got the time to give him legal advice. <laughs> Let's give him legal advice before we planet well now i'm thinking that the blue chickens have are dressed in like these nice like uh two three thousand dollar suits and uh, they're all sitting around a table and they're looking at contracts and you know going over the the ins and outs of the deals that he's making i i, I yeah, they're, flu- they're fluent with the uh you know our our laws well, of course but you know avians are very fluent in uh, legalese it's very bird, well known bird law they're, they're absolutely they're, they're bird law. Bird law. Yeah. yeah, bird law. I think they'd have to uh, cross-examine uh, uh, Charlie Kelly uh, as part of this <laughs> lawsuit. That might actually help the uh, defendants. Yeah, <laughs> you know, practicing bird law. Why don't you and I go toe-to-toe in bird law, and we'll see who comes out the victor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, what else we have here? We have the cabal, and I think the attorney also asks this question uh, to kind of take a jab at him. Maybe not, but let's listen to this. Who are the, the probably mispronouncing it, the cable and the dark forces? <laughs> who's the cable? The, the cable. The, <laughs> who's, who's the cable? Ryan Cable? Is it Ryan Cable? This is an educated, uh, well-spoken attorney. You know he's pronouncing this stuff wrong to try to get Corey I know. It's, he's, yeah, he just wants to say, it's cabal. Who are the, the probably mispronouncing it, the cable and the dark forces. The cable? Cabal? Yeah, the cabal. Who is that? <clears throat> in, the, in conspiracy theory land and in this community, it is a secret government that is controlling uh, or hiding the existence of aliens and uh, trying to take over the world. Do you believe that my clients are trying to stop the existence of aliens? I love the way he words these questions. I don't think your clients have the power to stop the existence of aliens. So you don't believe my clients are the dark forces? No. Now, in all the lawsuits, you're the one suing everybody else, right? Uh, Yeah, he's the one that's suing everybody else. You watch this video, man. He is so, you don't have to be a body language expert. He is so nervous He's so sweaty. He's so like twitchy. <laughs> yeah, this is you know, no offense to anybody who rocks Jerry Curl, but his hair his hair is like super greasy, slicked back. Like he's, it looks like he's got like Jerry Curl. It's it's he's been buying that his ties his ties loosened up, his shirt's wrinkled. <laughs> <laughs> After you know, I mean, he's well. First of all, for the hair, he's using the F two uh, the F two B brand, uh, which is a, a very popular brand of hair grease. And uh, I mean, it's you, a tie off from like nineteen ninety two. It looks like, it's like you would undo you would undo your tie at this point in the deposition. We're into hour two. I mean, this guy's been in the hot seat for over sixty minutes. You'd be probably undoing your pants too. Oh. Uh. He gets up, take a water break, and he's got like huge back sweat. 
Well, the the one the one video he did with his wife, he in the middle of it, he gets up to go drop a deuce. He's gone for like 10, 15 minutes. His wife's like looking around like, man, he'll come back in a second. <laughs> Super secret intelligent information that he's got to share with you, but he's got to go, he's got to go, you know, drop a number two. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Nature calls. Which is, I mean, he the, was. The blue chickens actually told me to go drop a deuce. Every presentation he gives is him just taking a shit all over his audience. To the dark forces? No. Okay. Dark forces. Dark forces. <laughs> now, in all the lawsuits, you're He's ch- choking up there. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was you for a second, but it's the time that he keeps coughing and hacking. He's trying to maybe he's trying to make it seem like he's um, you know, he's in in in, in distress or something. Like the same thing with the glove. Everybody else, right? Uh, Gaia Television, your former TV producer Jay Weidner. Uh, we we like Jay. Jay Weedner. <laughs> we like Jay Weedner here. Uh, my clients, uh, Adrian Youngblood, Leon Kennedy, Roger Richards, all these suits are suits where you initiated the lawsuit, right? Yes, after first trying to... Um, no, no, I didn't initiate the lawsuit with Gaia. Okay. Oh, you didn't? They sued you? Yeah, well, and uh, so trademark court. So you're the defendant in the Gaia? Trademark court. They they launched the first lawsuit in trademark court opposing my he, uh, trademarks. So he was contracted with Gaia to make this stuff up. He makes it up, and then he tries to trademark what he's contracted to create for them that they probably, I don't know what his contract was, but that they probably own. So imagine being a guy who literally, you try to trademark something that you're contracted to make for another company. It's in your contract to make it, and then you try to steal it and trademark it. I mean, that is just, <laughs> it should be common sense. You don't do that kind of thing. And then he's the victim because they're going to sue him. I don't even like Gaia TV that much. I've heard a lot of nasty things about them. But in this case, they're very right. He doesn't have a right to go trademark their property. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, this, and those, those those interviews with him on Gaia TV were led by David Wilcox, who, again, was leading him questions like he was doing to Emery Smith in a video that we talked about in the past where he would lead him on with questions. Um, so he did the same kind of interview process with uh, this clown. Yeah, that's, and well, right, go back to the guy in the chat room or the lady in the chat room. Corey Good equals fraud. David Wilcock equals truth. Really? Because <laughs> David Wilcock was the pitcher for all those home runs. Exactly. TV. All right, let's go in a little further into this. Uh, yeah, and the cyber stalkers are the dark forces. All right, so my clients are not the dark forces? No. So the funds that you're gaining from these websites are only being used for that other lawsuit? No, they're being used for both lawsuits. Just like it in the, on the website, it lists the web, all the lawsuits. And those are the lawsuits that people know that they are uh, assisting. But you said that the, the funds are being used to fight dark forces, but you're saying my clients are not the dark forces? I actually read that on his website. I know exactly what the attorney is reading. His website said that the, the, all the money that comes in is going to be used to fight dark forces, i.e. the defendants in this case. He's fighting these defendants that he's suing. He's suing them, and he needs money to sue them, and they're the dark forces, and he tries to make it seem like they're not. And then he actually says, well, no, what? I think your clients are the dark forces. No, I told you the dark forces were the cyber stalkers. Your 
clients are in league with those dark forces by assisting them and uh, coordinating with them, the cyber stalkers. So I guess by, and by cyber stalking, I would like to change uh, by cyber stalking, he basically means saying blue chicken, uh, telling jokes. Uh, I don't know all the details, Mike, but uh, questioning uh, the validity of his story. And I don't know these people in the case, so maybe they did do some things that were slanderous, but a lot of it has to do with his trademark. And a lot of it has to do with his fake story, which he's admitted in this deposition uh, is totally fabricated. Okay, so my clients are the dark forces. I, uh, by guilt, by association, yes. Well, they you, associate you, with the cyber stalkers and help the cyber stalkers. I guess you know what? They can have that. Uh, uh, yes, you can. You can have that. That's a little bit of heat coming off that light bean. Did you catch that? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Are you laughing over there? You know what? You can have that title, Dark Forces. Okay. I didn't. I didn't feel or hear any love and light there. That was pretty dark. <laughs> that was. That was not the ascension process happening there. That was descension. Is what that was. So that's pretty dark. And in in those videos, they lie. Um, that's pretty dark. What specific lies do they have in the videos? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Let's see. What all did Leon say? I, what do I practice? Practice black magic. Uh, uh, do we have the transcript? Do you have the transcript? I don't remember anything else. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't know what they said. It's like that viral yeah. video, video of Elon Musk with the journalist saying, "What? What?" Ha, he said, "Well, what exactly examples can you give me of hate speech on Twitter?" Oh, I see it all the time. Well, give me an example of it. He can't give him an example. It's not the time for asking yeah. questions. I apologize. Just remember that today is your day. I, all I want to know about is what you know, not what I know. What okay. attorney well, knows. So my, my question is, you said you destroyed, my clients destroyed a multi-million dollar operation. So before those videos, you were making profits of multi-millions in a year. How can you file a lawsuit like this when it's so clearly ridiculously made up? He's claiming he lost millions of dollars. Because the people asked some questions and said, you know, blue chicken. Yeah, on the validity of his statements of he's uh, selling the people. Mm-hmm. It's it's unreal. Sites are only being used for, but you said forces. I uh, by guilt by dark forces because I know okay. he also goes on to talk about the dark fleet, which he says is a fictitious Nazi group in space, and um, don't confuse that with dark forces because. Dark forces are people that say blue chicken. Uh, so that's the dark forces clip. There's there's so much of this. Um, what else do we have here? We have a clip of him. Oh, this is the dark fleet one. The conspiracy community is very leery of anything black magic or dark with dark dark magic in it. And they made sure to like pepper the community with uh, er just about everything that uh, will come out in the depositions uh, that Leon said. It, it will well, you, be sh had, you had dark fleet, but not dark magic. Ooh, that's quite the extrapolation. Well, exactly. talking, talking about a, a Nazi group out in space, and then uh, since he talked about that, then he must practice black magic. But you're saying dark magic different from dark fleet? Dark Fleet is a uh, fictional space uh, group out in space. Oh, okay. So you talked about Nazis in space called uh, some force called Dark Fleet. 
And then you just said that they're, they're made up, they're fictitious, they're not real. It's, it, it's just one acknowledgement after another. It's not, it's all imaginary. All of it's imaginary, Mike. This attorney really knows how to ask questions and I don't think Corey Good understands what he's doing. He's just, yeah, he's falling into every trap. He's <laughs> yeah. It's like after watching this, if you gave that guy any type of money, wouldn't you ask for it back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I no mean, there needs re- to no be refund. a, there needs to be a class. Well, yeah, Rod doesn't give refunds. Uh, there needs to be a class action suit against Corey Good to get that money back. Seriously. Yeah, every every penny. What the, what the problem is, is he was perpetrating as if these things were real. Oh, right. Exactly. Like he's been into space. But he's, he's talked to the Galactic Federation. But he's not been to space. He admitted that. Did you ever go to space? Did I ever go to space? Yes. I... Uh, in my physical body? Yes. I don't believe so. So he's never been to space. Dark dark fleets made up. So. He, he, the blue chickens are his imagination, his intellectual property that you have to pay to talk to. <laughs> Why not just sell it as a comic book and tell people it's a comic book? Yeah, what kind of, what, what kind of answer is I don't believe so? I don't, either, you, <laughs> either you've been in space or you haven't been in space. You don't believe so? Let's let's try this Either right now. You have diarrhea or you don't have <laughs> diarrhea. Mike, have you ever been to space? No, I've never been to space. Simple as that. I've also never been to space. And I've never been taken to the moon in an orb. It's you would remember that. You would think someone would re- if you've been to space, I bet you you can't find one astronaut who's been on the ISS. I know some people out there don't believe in space. That's fine. But I bet you there's not a single astronaut who's ever been on the ISS and who's now just a private citizen again. And they're just walking down the street one day or they're watching a movie and, and they're thinking, oh, I've completely forgot I was on the International Space Station. And they just remember it all. This You would remember if you've been to space. That's a pretty big thing. That I think that, that and very few people have ever been to space, Mike. You would remember right. if you've been to space, even if you were age well, regressed. Also, that not, not just the blue chickens, but he's talked about the uh, other type of creatures in this galactic federation where he said, uh, there's a, there's blue skinned, uh, women that, uh, kind of look like uh, barbarian women. He, he was, he was describing all these different uh, the, alien races. The blue, uh, who was that? Uh, Thanos's daughter in guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. So that was all, again, that was all just, uh, made up all made up in his, you know, meditative states. I mean, this, and whether it's regardless of your meditative state, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You have no proof of that existing. It, it, yeah. And not only does he have no proof, but he admits it like dark fleet, blue avians, blue chickens, deep space travel. He's never done any of these things. I mean, imagining that you've done something and selling it as a physical thing that's happened. If you were if you were really telling people the truth then all these rock star events that you've spoken at, you would tell people this is an experience I've had. It's not a physical thing. It's a, an astral thing. You'd be very clear about that from the beginning. Only someone who made the whole thing up and got caught and clearly didn't understand that when you sue somebody, they get to ask you questions. <laughs> uh, who yeah. clearly didn't understand that. Uh, only someone who's a fraud would then and then admit that it's all made up and try to back back away from it and be like, "Well, I was I experienced it um, in my mind." What a weasel. But weasels are smart, actually. So not he's not a weasel; he's just a a, a big sack of trash, big sack of space trash. 
so this deposition was in Denver, Colorado, and uh, Wilcock is in Colorado too. Yeah, right? yeah, um, that's right. Something strange about that state, perhaps, with these two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's strange about it is it's probably a great place to uh, do drugs and uh, live. If you have a lot of money, live uh, in uh, the remote wilderness in a big log cabin. That's what it's good for. Yeah. A lot of yeah, rich people. Send me money because I actually have to go to Whole Foods to shop. Please send me money. Dude, if I, if I got the, the kind of money that, this, that any of these people made, in, if I made the kind of money in a, in a year that they would make in you know, their entire career or if just in a month, what they make in a month, I, 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 would, I would never have to work or do this show again. I mean, Wilcock and these people pull in $15,000 a weekend at a conference. A weekend! They make more in a weekend telling lies than I make in an entire year trying to objectively find the answers to, to questions that everybody wants to, to, to ask. That pisses me off. All right, so so. You, got, you have to work. Our listeners have to work. Some of, them, some of you guys are working right now. How does that make you feel? This guy lies to you, and you're listening to this show. You might like aliens, UFOs, the paranormal, conspiracies, the occult. This guy makes profit, obscene profit, lying about those things. That should piss yeah. everybody off. Bruce Teeth, just a, a con man in the ninth degree. <laughs> <laughs> Lying through his fake teeth. So another thing is, you know, I, here, here's a trend in this community. David Wilcock, I don't know the behind the scenes, report, reportedly from the people that are close to him, I don't know if this is true, so I have to, st- I have to tell you, I don't know if this is true. Uh, he sp- sp- spent most of their money, him and his wife's money, uh, investing it in all these fake uh, companies or this fake aerospace company. That's one of the reasons that she left him, plus he was verbally abusive. Um, then Jimmy Church, he's doing some shady stuff with that Gomez girl. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was cheating on his wife, or I don't know if they were actually legally together, but it, none of this is really my business. Corey Good in the deposition, he also admits that he cheated on his wife with one of his employees. Uh, and, well, he was the manager doing all this secret space program stuff. How can you trust people that would destroy their marriage for, for a, a brief sexual encounter and then lie about it? How can you trust people that, that, that do stuff like that? The, the answer is you can't. I'm not saying people don't make mistakes, but all these people are cheating on their wives and doing shady stuff, and you're supposed to believe that they have the answers to profound questions? I don't think so. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, if you were going to give this your hard-earned money, money of, of even 5 to $10 as a donation, wouldn't you look into the background of these people? Are they actually who they say they are and what, uh, and what they say, uh, you know, is true? Wouldn't you do at least do a little, you can just do a basic, uh, you know, internet search on some of these people and find a bunch of uh, negative uh, things that they've done that are true. Wouldn't you think twice about giving your money again to someone like that, yeah. or just like study them, look into their ascension prophecies, their government conspiracy prophecies, mass <laughs> arrest, uh, the world's going to end, uh, and in the year two thousand, uh, I'm the re- uh, incarnation of Edgar Casey, a secret space program. I've, I'm in the secret military abduction program. We're to build UFOs and hover cars. <laughs> it's just like. I, I don't know if these people are just lazy, but or just stupid. They're they're they they're kind souls that want to believe, and a lot of people are naive and they don't know how to research, and so they 
get uh, conned by people like this. Let's see if we can pull any of these additional clips out real quick. In 2017, you had a relationship, right, with someone other than your wife? Yes. Okay. And your wife found out about it? Wait, 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 wait to word that. <laughs> The, the thing here is that the, the attorney's trying to get him to understand that it's it's an abuse of power to be a manager and to sleep with one of your employees. And Corey Good right. just doesn't understand uh, it. Have- What's that? Other, th- other than your wife. Other than your wife. But you understand that when someone works for you and, they're, and you're in a position of power, that is seen as abuse of that power, right? You understand that? Uh, seen by who? <laughs> the law. The law? <laughs> We play that again and then we'll wrap up a lawsuit against you. Okay. Well, I mean, do I need to have a thick skin? But you understand that when someone works for you and they're and you're in a position of power, that is seen as abuse of that power, right? You understand that? Uh, seen by who? The law. The law. <laughs> someone needs to edit that video on YouTube and then put the pimp hat with the cigar on the lawyer. Yeah. In whose eyes? The, the law. law? <laughs> It's so good. Seen by who? The law. The law? Yes. So if someone have a consensual relationship that worked together. And you're, were you the boss? I, yeah. Or, or was she the boss? I was the boss. Then that makes you in a position of power, does it not? Yes. Okay. And is it any kind of relationship when you're in a position of power, not a good relationship? No, it didn't. It was good for him. Probably not for her, but it was good for him. So it's a good relationship. Uh, this is the guy. And uh, just don't give him any more money. Oh, what he said. What he said. The law was said, yeah, the law of one. <laughs> no refunds. Ross says no refunds. No refunds. There's also this clip. I don't know if this will. And the PTSD, that's from <clears throat> some of that's from fighting in wars with the aliens. Is that right? No, it's from <laughs> a traumatic childhood. Okay. You didn't claim that in your lectures? That it was some of that was from fighting with aliens? Never. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that he claimed that he had PTSD because he fought aliens. Uh and uh, you know, everybody's had a traumatic childhood too, and they just they play that off as like because I had a traumatic childhood, I have all these problems and um that's why I wear this glove and that's why I have this fake cigarette and uh, that's why I have these fake teeth and it, all these like, uh, you know, physical vein modifications they do to make you feel sorry for them. We're in the, we're in the bulletproof vest, things that are meant to make you feel sorry for them, but also things that when you, when you think about it, Mike, you know, if they, these people were abused, which I'm pretty sure both of these guys, good and Wilcock were abused in some capacity when they were kids, like really nasty abuse, um, really tra- traumatic stuff. Um, drugs, alcohol, maybe sexual. I don't think that that's total speculation, definitely drugs and alcohol, uh, for some of these people, not just these two guys, actually. Um, it would make sense that they would live their lives in a delusional state of mind and they would do the same kind of things to other people because this kind of abuse gets passed on. And, uh, that's kind of, kind of where I would like to leave it. Do you have any other comments or thoughts or feelings? Uh, only that this guy, Corey Good looks like, uh, Corey Feldman's uh, dad. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He, he should go out. He should go on tour with him and dance like Michael Jackson. You know? he, he totally, totally does. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're about out of time. I have, uh, what'd you think of my, my new song, by the way, did you get to hear my new song? Uh, no. Oh man. You didn't listen to the, oh man, it's called praise the cash. Are you talking about that? You're talking about the hip hop. Yeah. I made a rap song about David Wilcox. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I liked it. I think you just put a, you needed to do, you need to get a little angry though with the hip hop lyrics, you know, maybe drop, drop an F bomb, you you raise, raise, raise your voice a little bit on the, some of those lyrics. You want me to do some like uh, DMX stuff, like you know, the, get angry like the dog or something. Yeah, but don't get too angry because then they can use it use it against you and say that you're part of the dark forces and that you're threatening them on in a, in a, in a hip hop yes. parody song. Yes, <laughs> he made yeah he made a parody song uh, that he's stealing my intellectual property by mentioning the the blue avians. Yeah, I'll, on my next on my next album, I will uh, I'll get a little angrier. We'll we'll call the yeah. next album the next the next song will be called Dark Forces. Have I me, like it. Have me I on like the front, it. some grills, Paul Wall style. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that this guy going back to Wilcock, he disappeared for a year, and then he posted uh, what a couple of weeks ago. I think that um, you'll see some new stuff from him to keep promoting his uh, Michael books. <laughs> so we might have some more uh, some more good. Uh, fun to share with listeners out oh, there. I'm sure. I'm sure that we will because the fun never stops when you're having a, a stroll through the wacky world of Wilcock. We also didn't get to play the Corey good update because he does updates outside of the courtroom uh, about how he was uh, not, he didn't mean what he said in the deposition, which I mean, how do the courts not take these videos and just railroad this guy? I, I like he, he, he's supposed to tell the truth. And then you make these videos you're like, oh, I was, I was making up the fact that I made it all up. That I didn't actually make it all up. I just told the attorney that <laughs> why is this guy not in jail, dude? <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's weird. You're going to like weird perjure yourself and then, or not perjure yourself. You're going to tell the truth and then perjure yourself out of the, out of the, I, I, I just can't, I got to have like a barf bag next time we do this. Cause I want to throw up. I honestly want to throw up. It's got that thing in my throat, but any, anyway, that's the wacky world of Wilcock. All these ancient prophecies. Thank you so much, Mike. Telling yeah. us that the world. Everybody take care. Transform. All right. Have a wonderful night. Spread the word, spread the, spread the, the knowledge and, and the word on scammers. S- spread the word about the Wilcock and Corey good turds. It is the wacky world of Wilcock. I want to thank Stephen Cambian. Let us use this little song. This is The Secret Teachings. Mike D., our good friend and co-host. Hope he has a good night. Hope you all have a good night. Good weekend. He did say that. He said they made him a banana sandwich ate him and then like regurgitated him or something and raped him that's a wild story that he told <laughs> it's a whopper <laughs> alright check out our website thesecretteachings.info grab a copy of one of the books uh, they're based in reality by the way listen to the show for free that supports us or subscribe at aftermath.media I get everybody to hug each other your occult arcana book as uh, one of the great books to learn about esoteric and occult principles broken down uh, very easily it's a, it's a great read folks you need to pick that book up 
Thank you, Mike. And actually, the copy you have is a really old one. I've done updates to it since then. I'll try to get you a new copy. Appreciate that. Occult Arcana. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. It's coming up in a couple days here on Sunday. So if you haven't already signed up, when you've reopened the cart, you still have the payment. How much money can he steal? Ross says no refunds. Did you ever go to space? Did I ever go to space? Yes. I, uh, in my physical body? Yes. I don't believe so. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you.